Welcome back to the Connect Podcast. I'm Derek Miller, Senior Pastor at River Valley Christian Fellowship. And with me today are Logan Miller, our Worship Director here at River Valley. And also Mike Dean is back uh, for an encore performance. Uh, Mike is our Children's Ministry Director. Welcome, you guys. It's great to be here. Hey, by the way... Uh, I was watching 60 Minutes on Sunday. You know, when I told the staff I was watching 60 Minutes, they said it was the old man's show. (laughs) The old man's news show. Now, why would they call it the old man's news show? Because it's full of old men. (laughs) (laughs) I was offended. I was deeply offended. But I haven't stopped watching. And did you know what was on uh, 60 Minutes on Sunday? Do you also listen to NPR? I'm just curious. I, I do not. I do not. But just I got to tell you, our little intro music sounds a little NPR, to be it honest. Does. Yeah. It sounds a little too NPR. We need to rock it up a little bit, <laughs> jazz it up. Hey, um, I was watching the 60 Minutes show, and they were talking about UFOs, <laughs> unidentified <laughs> flying objects. But they were calling them... Uh, UAPs. UAPs. Unidentified aerial phenomena is the new term. Oh. Yeah, that's the new term. Wow. That's the new term. And they were actually, they were showing some video of these things that, well, a variety of people have taken over the years, but uh, those with somewhat, we would say, are credible uh, witnesses, fighter pilots, Navy fighter pilots, we're talking about they had a couple of people on that were giving them eyewitness accounts of something that happened in the early 2000s, I think. 2004. 2004, yeah. Yeah. And you watched it, too. <laughs> I did. You watched it, too. So and I already knew It's everything. not just an old man's news show. Well, I was just seeing if there's anything new on the, on the specific story. <laughs> not something out of regular. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that. Be proud of that. So what were these guys saying? Well, there's been a lot of things come out over the last few years. Um, there was a joke, uh, comedian Nate Bargatze came out during his last special on Netflix, clean comedy, a uh, very, very family friendly, very funny. Anyway, uh, one of his bits was like 2020 was really weird. And you know, it's bad when the Pentagon confirms UFOs and nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. yeah. So they've actually, they are actually confirming yeah, have that been. there are, so, there's something out there that, that they've been witness to that they have, they just don't know what, how to explain it. They it don't looks know what like it is. Tic Tacs. Well, in that's some one, one flavor of them, yeah, one, one flavor. That's right. <laughs> one We're flavor. not sure if they're orange. Did, no, that's how one of these Navy fi- fighter pl- pilots described it. It yeah. looked like a tic tac, but he said it actually this whatever this thing was. They saw it and they saw it hovering over the like speeding across the ocean. Was it wasn't it leaving like a wake? Yeah. So they the what they saw was so 2004 Commander David Fravor. Man, I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> you are such yeah, a nerd. Yes. I've been following this for a little while just because it's interesting. <laughs> um, but basically, they saw all this all this whitewash in the water, and they're like, "What on earth is this?" And so these guys were just training, um, and so he and uh, his one of his teammates came out uh, for the first time on the 60 mm-hmm. Minutes episode too. Um, but anyway, they're like, "What is causing all this?" So they find this thing. And it was jamming their radar, which is difficult to do, um, I've heard. And so they, they lock onto this thing finally with thermal imaging. So if you watch the video, it's all black and white. Um, and so they're just watching it, and then it takes off. And in an instant, it's just so far away. And it, it, I think it was 60,000 feet with, within a second. Uh, so a blip of the radar, it had dropped, just gone. And so they had reported they saw this thing go underwater, come back out, and then... Um, 
within a, just a few, I think five minutes, they saw um, the ship that they had been launching off of had picked up on their radar. It was something like 60,000 miles away. Like, uh-huh. you know, or maybe 6,000. But anyway, uh, that's... Yeah, that's, that's a, 60. Yeah, not 60. Um, yeah. <laughs> but really, really wild Light stuff. Years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what's interesting is, so that's a pretty notable source, you know, uh, a commander in the U.S. Navy who's flying an F-16 on a casual Sunday. Um, yeah, they were actually saying that it was almost, a, it noticed them. Yeah. And was actually coming toward them. It reacted. And so he's like, reacted, I see how was, close I can was get. was coming toward them and they were trying to get close to it. Yeah. And all of a sudden it said, he said it was just, it disappeared. Yep. It just, it just was gone. That's and then, how fast it was. And then they picked it, it up back to where they came from, where they'd been flying around and whatnot. Because they've been, they've been actually reporting some of these phenomena off the East Coast on the Atlantic Ocean, these pilots that were... They're, they keep seeing, I mean, this is happening on a fairly regular basis. They keep seeing these things that they can't identify. Yeah. And of course, they, you know, then the idea is what, what is it exactly? Is this, could this be a technology that the United States doesn't have that maybe China has or Russia has that they're, you know, uh, but it's so, they say it's so far beyond the technology that is known that they just they can't they they don't know what it is. Yeah, it's been interesting mm. to watch some of the conversation evolve around this because this is this is a while ago. I was in like the fourth grade when this was going on, um, but they were talking about how it's really strange because it moved more agile than any of our craft can. So there was there was one military commander that says for us to make a turn like that, it would take us half the state of Ohio to do what it did just on a dime. Um, and then the other thing that's kind of strange is it's not there's no like thermal residue at all like there's no propulsion that they're picking up nothing it's just floating around out there real quick <laughs> yeah now it would take them the half the state of ohio to make a turn i do at, not at the same speed that this thing's going oh, at the same yeah. speed oh. okay yeah, yeah. all right yeah. wow it's well so stuff. hey yeah it's confirmed it's confirmed uh at least I think there was some kind of task force, right, at the Pentagon that was. Yeah, they uh, have a report. Marco Rubio on the on the sixty minutes he was talking about. So that that report is due next month in June of two thousand twenty one, <laughs> and I'm sure all the top secret <laughs> powers that be were like, all right, fine, we'll we'll just give it to everybody. I'm sure they're going to be very forthright <laughs> about all that. Uh, so it is. It has been interesting to watch it develop. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's a bird. It could like have a been really fast. Bird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> bird that got into some radioactive waste. Some radioactive right. fast bird. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they, they said that uh, it could be something very simple, some simple explanation, or it could be otherworldly or, you know, technology that somebody has that we don't know about. Who, who knows? Yeah. Who the knows? Ra- the rabbit it's hole probably is probably some, it's probably some middle school kid in his bedroom who's come up with some kind of crazy thing that he's controlling and... Yeah, <laughs> having a blast. He's, he's having, having a good so time. much fun. He's gonna do real well. <laughs> Wherever yeah. you're at, he's you're created gonna, this you're drone. Okay. He's created a new technology that nobody else has. And yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Yeah. But yeah, who knows what will happen with that? But hey, uh, you listeners. Um, yeah, I know you're not interested, but hey, we, we, <laughs> how are we going to transition? If anybody we, wants to geek out, uh, we, have no, we have no idea how to transition that conversation to what we're about to talk about. We really don't. Except to say that something I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try Here that. I'm telling you what happened here at River Valley Christian Fellowship on Sunday yeah. was otherworldly. Yeah, I mean, it really was special. 
it was of God. It was a move of the Holy Spirit in our gathering on Sunday was just, it was just amazing. It made us all stand back and in worship and in awe of the work of God. And so, um, yeah, sorry to not put more time or space in between a conversation about UFOs <laughs> and, and our Sunday gathering. But I'm telling you, Sunday, we had a baptism service on Sunday, and uh, we had some people scheduled to be baptized. And uh, I taught on baptism and then opened it up to those who had accepted Christ, put their faith in Jesus as Savior, who have not yet been baptized, to be baptized. So, uh, people who came with dry clothes, <laughs> deciding to be baptized and go home with wet clothes. Yeah, because we didn't have anything for them to change into. No, 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 the- nothing. Uh, uh, we All we could offer them was a towel to dry off with. And we had uh, 21 people uh, come to be baptized on Sunday. It was awesome. And yeah. it was incredible services, all three services. We have services at 8, 9.30, and 11. At least we did Sunday and next Sunday before it changes for summer schedule. But uh, unbelievable services, wonderful time of worship, and just to see the move of the Spirit in people's lives and then respond spontaneously to what he was motivating, prompting them to do in obedience it was just incredible yeah and a huge age span we had we had uh, uh teens all the way to older adults everybody yes uh, responding yeah beautiful. we had we had one lady um in her 70s mm-hmm. that was baptized and uh yes and then all the way down to younger younger uh, yeah 19 year olds 19 year olds so it was it was just an just an incredible three members of one family that were baptized and then to hear their stories after the fact of they had no idea that actually baptism was happening and then to hear their stories about how God was already speaking to them about baptism before they got here and realized oh <laughs> there's a there's baptism happening the opportunity to be baptized is happening right now mm-hmm. and uh, just to see and hear those stories just uh, just confirmed to us that uh, the Lord is speaking to hearts uh, in the midst of all that we've been through. Uh, God is doing a work right now, and it was it was like revival mm-hmm. on Sunday, and uh, we're we're praying that we'll just continue in that same spirit of revival, uh, but. Uh, just to sit back and kind of reflect and to think and uh, worship uh, God and all that He did there was incredible. And Mike, you gotta, you know, you uh, the 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 children you've had an opportunity to speak into their lives every Sunday and teaching them Bible and uh, coming coming alongside the, their parents and uh, and just as a team teaching them the Word. And those little guys, uh, three. There were three little guys, right? Uh, that were just so incredible. And for them to articulate, uh, so for some of these that were baptized that weren't spontaneous, uh, didn't decide that morning. They actually did video bapt- uh, testimonies, and they articulated their testimonies so beautifully. And 
uh, simply, and it was just wonderful. It's a great testament to their family uh, that have done a great job. And remember, parents are the primary faith trainers of their children. So this is a great testament to these families that have raised these kids so well. But it's also a great testament to our church. This is a, this is a, it's a blessing to be part of a place where where people are coming together and to have the opportunity to share the gospel with a with a group of kids like that and to see them then grow up in those truths and come to the place that they're ready. Uh, um, they're, they're ready to publicly claim these truths and this relationship as their own. So it's a, it's a, it's a cool thing. It is. It was a great day. It was a great day. Uh, just wonderful, uh, wonderful stories and wonderful reflections on it. But I appreciated you help because those uh, little guys, they, they wanted Mr. Mike to be, <laughs> they wanted Mr. Mike to baptize them. And so for us to be able to do that um, and for you to be a part of their baptisms and then to stay on <laughs> the rest of the time and, and uh, baptize anyone that God uh, cool. led was uh, pretty, pretty amazing. And so it reminds us really, you know, what we experienced on Sunday reminds us of what we're going to be celebrating actually this coming Sunday. Uh, this coming Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. That's Pentecost right. Sunday. And so... Of course, we celebrate Pentecost Sunday remembering that this is the time when the disciples were gathered together in prayer and the Holy Spirit came upon them as Jesus promised. He told them to stay back in Jerusalem. Don't go home to Galilee yet. Stay in Jerusalem and the power of the Holy Spirit will come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world. And... So they stayed on, and on Pentecost, uh, they were, the Holy Spirit came upon them, uh, looked as if tongues of fire were resting on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in other languages, mm-hmm. not their own native tongues, but other languages, proclaiming the gospel and Others that were gathered for that festival in Jerusalem were hearing them speak in their own language. So uh, this is what we celebrate this coming uh, Sunday. And boy, we felt the spirit of Pentecost this last Sunday. Yes, we did. And so uh, we're, we're so grateful, so thankful for that. Uh, Jesus promised the Holy Spirit uh, when, he, when he was with his disciples prior to his um, uh, you know, his arrest and crucifixion, he told them the spirit, the comforter, the advocate was coming. He was going to send the Holy Spirit to lead them, to guide them into all truth. And so on Pentecost, that fulfillment of what Jesus said was going to happen did happen. But this, uh, we, we, this is what we remember typically as Christians is Pentecost was when the Holy Spirit uh, came to indwell believers. Uh, but the festival of Pentecost was happening for centuries prior to this. So, uh, Mike, tell us a little bit about the background of, of Pentecost. <laughs> I get to bit. do the, the history lesson. <laughs> That's good. right. That's, That's right. good. So Pentecost means 50. That's right. Uh, so this was the 50th day after uh, the celebration of the Passover. Mm-hmm. And it was the end, or it was uh, in Hebrews called it the uh, Feast of Weeks. So this was seven weeks, 
49 days plus mm-hmm. one day. That's right. Uh, after, Which was the single day of Pentecost, the festival of Pentecost. Yeah, the festival of Pentecost. Day. Uh, after the uh, um, um, after the celebration of the uh, of Passover, and mm-hmm. it was also one of their first fruit celebrations. So in the Old Testament, this was the uh, beginning of their wheat harvest. So they would bring the first fruits of their wheat harvest at this time, and then we think. Uh, that by the time, uh, by the first century, by the time that Jesus was alive and that at, at Pentecost took on its Christian meaning, we uh, there's some evidence that it was had become, begun to be a celebration of the giving of the law that had taken place at Mount Sinai as well, uh, which makes a lot of sense uh, uh, because that was kind of the beginning of the Mosaic covenant with the people Israel. And of course, Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit was kind of uh, the beginning of uh, a covenantal relationship that God was going to have with his church, with his people uh, 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 from then on. That's so. right. That's right. Excellent. Thanks, Mike, for the history <laughs> lesson. This came, Jesus, uh, uh, God, instituted uh, Pente- Pentecost or the Feast of Weeks uh, in Leviticus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this was one of the three pilgrimage uh, annual feasts, uh, one being Passover, and then the second, this is the Feast of Weeks or Pentecost was the second pilgrimage mm-hmm. feast, and then the third one was the Feast of Tabernacles, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. the Feast of Tabernacles, which celebrated uh, the children of Israel uh, and their time in the oh, wilderness, yeah, and so, so or the Feast of Booths, it was sometimes called the Feast of Booths, so... That usually happened in the fall at the end of that harvest season. And so, so this was the second of those annual feasts, a pilgrimage feast, which, which meant that uh, Jews from around the Roman Empire would come to Jerusalem to celebrate this feast. Uh, and so here, the, here you have the disciples in Jerusalem for the Feast of Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, 50 days after after. Uh, Passover, Jesus rose from the dead. He's appeared to them during these 40 days uh, prior. And now they're gathered and the Holy Spirit comes upon them. Yeah, there's some interesting symbolism that you mm-hmm. see when that happens. Um, so there's a there's the sound of a, a, a rushing wind. Mm-hmm. Was it uh, Ruach? Or yes. Whatever, yeah, like uh-huh. this, the, 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 or the... The, the one of the words for spirit for the Numa. power of God, mm-hmm. Numa, yeah, and then there's tongues of fire that appear in the room and then and then are, appear above the heads of each of the disciples, which is interesting because Jesus taught that our bodies uh, would be the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Paul teaches that later that our bodies going to be the temple of the Holy Spirit, and that's uh, when the tabernacle was built. It was also a pillar of fire that appeared there that showed that God's present, that's God was right. present in that place, and that that was going to be a place set apart for his worship. So it's interesting that you see some of that same symbolism in, in at, at Pentecost, at the day mm-hmm. of Pentecost, that you saw um, around Sinai, right? Around yes. the time of the, the beginning of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Here, so. here are these many dwelling places <laughs> that of the Spirit. Uh, it was once a central dwelling place of God's presence the tabernacle, later the temple. But now each of us, each believer, was going to be a dwelling place of the Spirit of God. Uh, it's amazing. It's really incredible. And of course, it's a fulfillment of what uh, John the Baptist said of Jesus. I'm baptizing you with water, but 
he's going to come and baptize you with spirit and with fire. Yeah. And, and, and it's a fulfillment of what Jesus said to the woman at the well as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when he said, it's not going to be this place or that place anymore, right? People are going to worship me in spirit and in truth. That's right? exactly right. That's yeah. And so on this, on this day, what an incredible day uh, in the life of the church. So this happened in the upper room, mm-hmm. right? So, so the spirit came upon them in the upper room. And I, uh, though the scripture does not tell us uh, explicitly, and I think you and I touched on this before, but uh, I believe that this whole, you know, this whole movement spilled out into the streets and to the temple because it says that Peter begins to, you know, other people begin to hear them. Mm-hmm. speak in their own language. Now, that could have happened around the upper room, but we're talking about narrow streets in the old city of Jerusalem. This is going to be a very narrow place uh, for people to gather. And eventually it ends up being a lot of people, 3,000 people. Thousands of people, yeah. that's right. So the only place that would have held 3,000 people in one place would have been the temple grounds. And, and I think what makes the most sense is for the southern steps of the temple there because of a couple of reasons. First of all, you could fit 3,000 people mm-hmm. in, that, in that area. Of course, Peter uh, is preaching, and you can imagine him as preaching from an elevated place, which the Southern Steps would allow him to do. He's preaching a sermon, and he preaches, and he tells them what this is all about, what they're seeing. Uh, some of them said, man, these guys are drunk, but it's only nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> too he's early. like, no, 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 no. That's it's too early for us, too. No, he says <laughs> he says. So he begins to explain what's happening and he begins to preach about the identity of Jesus, which they had missed. He accuses them uh, of killing Jesus mm-hmm. and he begins to tell them who Jesus was, uh, speaks of his resurrection and that they were witnesses of this. And after he gets finished, the people begin to say, it's, it, the scripture says, I love this. The scripture says, Luke says to us, he records for us, that the people said they, they were cut to the heart. Mm-hmm. That they were convicted by the spirit who was now indwelling each of them, mm-hmm. that had just filled them. Uh, the Holy Spirit would begin to convict them, which of course Jesus said, this is the role of the spirit. He comes to... Uh, convict us of sin, of righteousness, and the judgment to come. So uh, they are convicted, they're cut to the heart, and they begin to ask the question, what do we do now? And then Peter, uh, we, we talked about yeah. this last Repent week. Repent and be baptized. Repent and be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So what, what we have received, you too will receive. Every believer, every follower of Jesus, when we put our faith in him, we are saved, we are rescued, and we receive at that moment the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes I think, I think we underestimate how important that is, that gift mm-hmm. of the Holy Spirit uh, in our lives. And, and I, I remember having a conversation once. So later in the book of Acts, um, you see um, a story where uh, the Spirit is poured out on a group of people and a local magician sees what's going on and he comes and he wants to be, he wants to be, uh, he, he wants to receive the Holy Spirit as well because he wants to receive this power. When the, 
What always interests me in that is that I, I just think we take it for granted. But here's a guy who who recognized, although his motivation was wrong, and he gets rebuked, and, and uh, he has to come back later. And but he recognized what a what an incredible privilege it is uh, to be gifted with the Holy Spirit and the power that comes with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, so. absolutely. And of course, I think you know you're right. We we take for granted. Uh, the gift of the Spirit. We take for granted the gifts of the Spirit. And uh, I think it's mysterious to us. You know, the Holy Spirit is always uh, sometimes a difficult person of the Godhead to uh, grasp. Jesus, we get. <laughs> yeah. uh, we see his life and ministry, his death and resurrection. We understand God the Father maybe a little bit more because of uh, you know, the accounts of the Old Testament, he being creator and his mighty works that he did among his people. The Holy Spirit uh, is a little more difficult, I think, for some some Christians to understand wh- who is he, what is his role in my life. And um, and so I think it's I think you're you're completely right, because Paul, in his prayer in Ephesians chapter one, says uh, that he wants the Ephesians and all who, of course, who would read his letter uh, to know the power that of the Spirit, the same power that resides in each of us, he says, is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do sometimes live as spiritual paupers when, in fact, we have been indwelled with the, this greatest gift, the person of the Spirit. Well, I think, and maybe in a... Uh, um, in a humanist world, I think we take credit for things sometimes for ourselves that the Holy Spirit does. The the scripture teaches us that it's the Holy Spirit who, for instance, helps us to understand scripture when we read it. And so, so I think sometimes uh, who convicts us of sin, who helps us to overcome uh, uh, sin in our own lives. And I think, I think in a world of like self-help and higher education, we just sometimes overestimate what we're accomplishing and underestimate what God is doing for us. That is so right? true. <clears throat> and yet Paul writes in Philippians chapter two, uh, verse 11, he says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work according to his good pleasure. And so it is always, if there's anything good, uh, and if there's any progress, any growth, any new life coming to faith, any, any of it, uh, it is a work of the Spirit in our life. And yeah. it's a cooperation uh, of us with the Spirit and what He's yeah. wanting to do. Uh, apart from the Holy Spirit, I can't even want the right thing. No, that's even, exactly right. I can't even have that desire apart from the Holy Spirit, much less progress mm-hmm. towards uh, righteousness or progress towards closer relationship with God or uh, there's there's no hope no. apart from the work of the Spirit. No, there is not. So without the Holy Spirit, you and I would go on in, on on our sin. Without the Holy Spirit, we would not be made alive to Christ. We would not be regenerated. Uh, we would still be dead in our sins without the Spirit. Uh, and without the Spirit, we would make no progress. There would be no process or progress of of faith and growth and uh, acts of mercy and compassion and love and all of that, the, the fruit of the Spirit would be, we would be lost. We would yeah. only have one list in Galatians 5 that Paul gives us, yeah. and it would be the works of the flesh. Yeah. Uh, and so, 
So I think that I think the uh, the underestimation of the Holy Spirit I think really reflects an overestimation of us. It's not so much that we don't recognize what the Holy Spirit does as it is that uh, we just take responsibility for a whole bunch of stuff that that uh, he he is doing. We do, we do. <clears throat> yeah, that's a that's a good word, Mike. Really good word. Uh, so, oh man, Pentecost Sunday. Uh, ignited a fire in Jerusalem. Uh, 3,000 people responded to Peter. You know, sometimes people, people don't realize it. You know, it says, it says in the text that after Peter said, repent and be baptized uh, for the forgiveness of sin, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, it says, and with many other words, he, he explained to them. So, so there, there were other. There was more teaching than what we have. Peter said more that day than what what's recounted for us uh, by Luke. But it was when they heard, and he explained, and they responded to what the Spirit was doing. This cutting of them to their heart, to the core of their being. They responded, and three thousand of them were were baptized. Three thousand. Now, you know, I, maybe we, we mentioned this last week, right, uh, about the mikvah. Mm-hmm. And so the Southern Steps, there are dozens of mikvahs, these ceremonial washing pools that you would pass through as you ascended the steps to the temple. And uh, here's these body, little bodies of water. Uh, and it just makes all the sense in the world to me that that's where these 3,000 would have been baptized. And for us, you and I standing there, uh, last January on the southern steps of the temple. And every time I go there and I'm standing in, uh, at these at the temple mount there, uh, it, it just recalls, I always want to recall in my mind, what would have this looked like at Pentecost? What would have this looked like? <laughs> Maybe a little bit like Sunday. Maybe a little like Sunday. That's right. <laughs> uh, you, can, you can imagine the excitement and the... Uh, you know the the spontaneity of people being baptized mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, incredible. So three thousand people baptized, and all of a sudden this this movement. And and I think it's important for us to also to remember that uh, many of these people were going home. Mm-hmm. They, these were not residents of Jerusalem. These were residents of yes Judea and Samaria regions, but also beyond that. Uh, into other parts of the Roman Empire. And so now they have, they have been saved. They have received salvation from Jesus Christ. They have now been indwelled by the Spirit, and now they're going home with a message of this good news of Jesus of Nazareth. And, and so they're going home to share. Mm-hmm. And now the, the gospel begins to advance even further. Yeah, pr- probably all over the place. Uh, they probably took it many places with them because we know it was a, it's a very diverse group mm-hmm. um, because, because the, the, the passage actually mentions that there were people gathered from many different language groups and they were hearing in their own languages. So this could, this could have been a, a very broad reaching uh, moment in mm-hmm. church history. And you have to think too, uh, there, there were probably some God fearers, mm-hmm. not necessarily Jews, uh, coming for the festival, but God fearers coming to the festival as well. So there, there were probably Gentiles uh, in that group. Um, although we, you know, we don't have necessarily record of that specifically, but 
But you can imagine that if there were at other festivals, that this probably would have been likely as well. So, uh, so Sunday we get to celebrate uh, the feast of, or not the feast of Pentecost, but the Pente- but Pentecost and what it means for us in receiving the promise of the Spirit. And so, uh, those of you that are listening, uh, look, we always want to encourage you uh, today. You know, you can hear. Mike and I uh, speak about these things, but but if you have not yet received Christ as your Savior, then uh, why not today? Why not while you're listening right now, just surrender yourself to what God has been probably wooing you and drawing you uh, to himself? Why not just surrender your entire life to him, all that you have, all that you are, uh, just surrender it to Jesus. Because when you do, uh, we, you then will receive, uh, as promised in the Scripture, the gift of the Spirit uh, to indwell you, to help you, to be your advocate, to, to teach you, to open your eyes to things that perhaps you have not yet seen, uh, to allow you to grow in faith and favor of the Lord. And so um, we always want to encourage you, if you have not yet made a commitment to Christ, to do just that. And after you have to be baptized, make your public profession of faith in Jesus. And uh, we would invite you here to River Valley to do just that, in fact. Uh, But we are are so grateful for you that are listening, Uh, grateful for those of you that listen all the time. Please tell someone about this podcast, if you would, and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Um, Mike, anything else on Pentecost? I don't think so. I feel like we covered what I (laughs) am prepared to cover about Pentecost. (laughs) All right. Well, we are thankful uh, for you. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Logan, uh, for joining the UFO uh, conversation. (laughs) And then you just dropped out, man. You just dropped the mic. Yep. What happened? Uh, that's you're, uh, you're producing now. That's all you got. Yeah, you're producing. I, I, I put on my producer hat <laughs> and I put down my tinfoil hat. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to start my own podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, about uh, all the UFO sightings, all the latest news. You know, that would probably take off. Yeah, 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 yeah probably. Yeah, you know what should it's have been fun. taken off? The last two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably what should have been taken off. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Uh, Well, hey, we're grateful uh, for you uh, today, and we trust that you'll join us again next week for the Connect Podcast. We will see you then.